Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Talking About Balls. We took a little bit of a hiatus for the holidays, but we're back. Kyle, what's up? What's going on, man? Not Playoff time. So, yeah, we decided that with the holidays looming, we would just give ourselves a little bit of a breather. And it was just too complicated. I We all have different work schedules because of the holidays and, you know, a bunch of shit going on. So figured it was easier to just take the rest of the month off. And now we are in 2020. The new year is upon us. We are back. We are better than ever. We are ready to go. Rinse and repeat. Same old Browns. <laughs> off season means new head coach, new general manager, new plan moving forward. Kyle, how are you taking this? I mean, are, are we really surprised? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it seems like, what is this? I think the stat was this is the sixth head coach since the Haslam's have owned the team. I believe, yeah, I think it is sixth, and they've only owned the team for seven years. So, I mean, we, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we all knew we all wanted Freddie Kitchens gone. I will say the Dorsey thing was somewhat surprising. Um, I, I think it caught all of us kind of off guard when it when it happened. I mean, it caught me off guard. We all kind of joked around about it, saying that that needed to change too. But I didn't. We didn't think that it actually pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, that that was my thing on it too. Was I? I've been very critical of John Dorsey. Apologize for the background noise. I was adjusting my microphone, uh, trying out a new stand. We relocated the recording area, so technical difficulties will probably be ahead. Um, hopefully not. But yeah, I uh, I was very critical of John Dorsey all season. I was very critical of Freddie Kitchens all season. I was very critical of Baker Mayfield. Uh, I mean. That's just who I am. I'm a very blunt, call it like it is kind of person, and uh, rightfully so. These guys earned all of the criticism that they took, and I just think eventually the the the, the bad decisions outweighed the good, and Jimmy Haslam had to move on from John Dorsey as well. The Freddie Kitchens one that was a no brainer. I would have fired him halfway through the season if it was up to me. I'm so that one I made it back to Cleveland to do that. I, they should have done it on the plane back. Yeah, something tells me they, <laughs> that he he was aware. That he, he wasn't going to last long. Um, but yeah, the John Dorsey thing did kind of come out of nowhere because that was the move I would have thought would have happened after they hired somebody new. Right. One of those like, we need our candidate to let us know if he wants to work with John Dorsey or not. Then we'll move on. Instead of, we're just going to clean house and hope for the best. Yeah, I don't know if I... I mean, they're going about this a different way. A very interesting way of picking a coach first and letting the coach bring in their GM. You know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, I guess it depends on what coach you hire. You know, if we go the McDaniels route, I like that because I think we all know who yeah. McDaniels would probably bring in with them. Yeah, McDaniels, there, there were all the rumors and, I mean, just common sense essentially that Josh McDaniels would have never worked with John Dorsey. No. So getting rid of him now opens up the door for Josh McDaniels. However, if you don't land Josh McDaniels and you land some inexperienced tandem of GM, head coach, a lot of people are probably going to look at that and think, John Dorsey would have been better suited to run this like new group. Right. So it's hard to say. It's it's obviously it's going to be one of those only time will tell type of situations. But I think my bold prediction is if if McDaniel's gets it, then he brings in his his co-parts, his soon to be GM in New England with him, which I think we've talked about off air before. Yeah, Nick Nick Casario is the one name, and then there's another one. Uh, I think his last name starts with a Z. I don't remember off the top of my head. Zeppler or something. Right. I could be wrong, but. Uh, yeah, there are two two names linked to Josh McDaniels who are currently working in the front office of New England in like s- smaller capacities than general manager, but still right right there, a step below, like you know VP of player personnel kind of right. shit. And uh, either way, they would work well together. And I yeah, think they'd, they'd have an understanding of what to do with this team. And my other the other side of the table is if anybody else but McDaniels gets the coaching job, then I think you're going to see Andrew Barry make his way back to Cleveland. 
Yeah, that's the other rumors that 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 Jimmy Haslam still has a hard on for Andrew Barry, who was of course here uh, in a in a capacity back when we were at our worst as an organization when we were winning average of half a game yep. a year for two seasons. Andrew Barry had a huge hand in that. So I'm interested. Was it all his fault though? Or? Right, exactly. That's the tough thing. So with all this being said, uh, bears the question: You're Jimmy Haslam. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if you were in charge, what's your what's your game plan going forward? If I was the one making the decision, yes, you're the owner of the Browns. What do you? What's your? Not necessarily what's <laughs> gonna happen, but what would be your number one wish list? I should say to get myself out of Cleveland and sell the fucking team. Oh, he, he doesn't care. He's making money <laughs> hand over fist. He's not going anywhere. Um, if I'm looking at this from the way that everyone's going, as far as analytics, as far as you know, the team that we have in front of us, the players you have in the field. Who's going to get the best out of him? I honestly think that, and I wasn't on top of the top, you know, his list earlier in the year, but I think McDaniel's is the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his mistakes in Denver taught him a lot. I think him going and learning underneath one of the, the best coaches of all time, how their systems ran. I think he's somebody's going to come in and get the fucking locker room in check. You're not going to have these ego egomaniac players like running around. Um, controlling the locker room because I honestly think if you have someone mouthed off next year, you're just going to get cut from the team if McDaniel's is the coach. Um, that's my that's my my guess because I, I think that'd be the best fit. But if I I can't get McDaniel's, then I'm I'm going McCarthy. Okay, a proven coach, a uh, guy who can come in and control the locker room. He's revamped himself. Maybe he knows what Hopefully. this current NFL thing is looking for. You know, I don't know. It's, those are the two two choices. But honestly, <laughs> my out of left field, I'm just gonna say they're gonna browns the shit out of this. They're gonna hire some offensive coordinator that's never fucking coach again. That's game. that's my fear. My my <laughs> joke of a of calling it a classic Browns move is they're gonna end up hiring Brian Dable, our former offensive coordinator, yep. who was here with uh, Brian Hoyer and guys like that, and he is now the offensive coordinator in Buffalo. And they're interviewing him tomorrow, is the rumor. I thought and it was today. Is it tomorrow? Maybe it yeah, tomorrow. their game's today. So That's it's, right, yeah, it's tomorrow. It, depending on what happens tonight. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Brian Dable is a legit contender. And that scares the shit out of me as a Browns fan. That makes me think, that's going to be the guy that they hire. But, that, I mean, me as Jimmy Haslam just gave a a, a, a a conference the other day, mind you, in the middle of an interview, which I yes. thought was funny. <laughs> good, good classic ownership. Time out. Right I got to go downstairs and talk for a half yeah, hour. Hey, I'd love to hire you, but I have to go tell the world yeah, about how nothing like telling McCarthy doing. like how much you respect him yeah. as a man that you have to leave in the middle of an interview. Like, oh well, what's the uh, interview or what's the press conference about? Well, I'm going to go have to tell tell them why I've been so shitty for seven years. Yeah, but uh, by all means, have faith. Yeah, I'll exactly. Right we got this under control. But no, he literally said the only people we're considering are are people with NFL coaching experience. Yes, those were his words. Yep. You know. And I understand that offensive coordinator, you're coaching, quote unquote, but if he hires anybody outside of a proven head coach, and, and McDaniels, I think, is a head coach because he did coach in Denver. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you hire anybody outside of that, then I've honestly, I don't think I'll watch the Browns next year. <laughs> I think the biggest uh, like accolade to Josh McDaniels' quick, short tenure in, in Denver was... I think Tim Tebow is a terrible quarterback. Yeah, he did make the best out of that. I think drafting him in the first round was a stupid decision by McDaniels. Don't get me wrong. But he took a quarterback that I thought was awful, and he went to the fucking playoffs with him in his rookie season. Yep. So if anything, that says a lot about the coaching strategies of Josh McDaniels. He was able to lead that team to the playoffs. Right. So I I know I'm coming full circle from what I said weeks ago about Josh McDaniels, but after seeing the way this team collapsed, I've learned nothing that other than this team needs the most structured disciplinarian head coach. And I've always said it, 
It's been one of my things I've said a long time when talking about the Browns and the future of the Browns. They need a Bill Belichick-esque type of coach. Sure. Who better than Josh McDaniels, right. as far as I'm concerned. Well, here's my question, though. So McDaniels gets a job. He comes in. He's a coach. Is we Are we going to have another fucking scenario like we did this year, where you're a head coach, but you're also calling the offensive plays? Um, Yes, I could see that, because that's what Bill Belichick does, except Bill Belichick calls the defensive plays instead of offense. Um, But I could totally see that. But the only thing for him is that he has offensive coordinator experience and head coaching experience, right. where I believe he was his own offensive coordinator in Denver, if I'm not mistaken. I could, I'd okay. have to look that up. I don't okay. remember. But Freddie Kitchens was an offensive coordinator for like three months. Right, and a running backs coach prior to that. Prior to that. Yeah. Then turned into a head coach. So I think Josh McDaniels has plenty of experience in he knows how to manage all a game NFL correctly. facets. Yeah, you're yeah right. I you're think right. he'll be okay. I, I just, I, I'm just... What I'm doing no, is I'm, we're, we're I'm trying to we, just... Yeah, I, we have... We have uh, <laughs> we're, What's the word I'm looking for? We have like PTSD, basically, oh, in terms of coaches. Like, I, I just assume everything that's going to happen is going to go wrong. Right. You How know? can you not? How can you not? Like when we have our, I assume we're going to have another kickoff party next year. We're not going to. I don't gonna... know. I, don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I tweeted earlier that I am going all in on prove it. I'm not going in with any expectations. And I said this, I was tweeting with my uncle earlier today. And I said, I don't give a fuck who they, who they hired to be the I head saw coach. Those, yeah. Who they bring in in free agency, who they draft, who they trade for, anything. Yeah. I don't care. I will be happy in like week six if we're five and one or four and two. I'd be really happy then. That's when I might start to go, okay, this team's kind of legit. I'm not getting excited for a preseason game. I'm not getting excited for some clips from practice and training camp. <laughs> I want... Hey, Odell caught a ball. Yeah. Hey, Odell <laughs> made this one-handed catch, and then on Sunday he had 25 yards. Right. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, Mary Kay, for sending out that tweet. Um, my point was though, if we were to do another party, we're not going to get hype like we were last year. We all fell into that fucking train. Absolutely not. At least on my end, I, I will might... be happy for football season. I will be hyped that football yes. season is upon us. And that's I'm going to throw a tailgate party next year, but I will just be wearing Ohio State stuff. Instead. There you go. That's the one team we can get hyped for because we're pretty much assuming they're going. They should be pretty good next year. Champ- you know, they they got some good people coming back. Oh, of course, the cornerback said he's coming back to the show. What's it? Wade, I think. Yeah, the he's... one who got ejected, Sean Wade. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he he's ejection. coming back. That was announced today. Obviously, they're going to be without Chase Young, but we'll get into Ohio State. Yeah. A little bit but yeah i uh i wonder how quick they're gonna make this decision you can hire a coach when he's still in the playoffs right you can yeah but the only the only issue is again with uh the the new england schedule they play today eight o'clock assuming they beat the titans josh mcdaniels has agreed to do interviews next friday which could in fact really screw the browns because let's say they they win he interviews next friday Let's say he's interested but not committed, and you don't think you're gonna you're gonna swoo him into taking the job. So let's say he doesn't take it. So you've wasted two weeks. You've interviewed Josh McDaniels, your your white horse that you've been seeking uh, seeking for years. That's the rumor. Jimmy Haslam's wanted him to be the head coach of the Browns since he bought the team. They just haven't been able to make it work. Um, so let's say that's his you know white knight that he wants and doesn't get him. Mike McCarthy is scheduled to interview with the Giants this week. He's interviewing with the Cowboys today, and he's supposed to interview with the uh, Carolina Panthers this week. What if he takes one of those jobs? Yep. Before you can even interview Josh McDaniels, Mike McCarthy is taking another job. That could really screw you up. Because then not only have you lost your possible first and second choice, you're now down to your third. Like, that's, that's scary which business. Is all which is just all offensive and defensive coordinators. Which yeah. is what we've done in years prior. Correct. From the rumors I've heard, the Browns didn't really want Pat Shermer. 
They didn't really want Chudzinski. They didn't really want, uh, well, Hugh Jackson they wanted because they hired some some searching consultants to help them with that. And that that's what they determined, that Hugh Jackson was the proper coach for the Browns. And then Freddie Kitchens, I don't feel like they did a very thorough uh, job last offseason. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I, everybody kind of got blinded by the success that the team had. And that's why we were so excited of the move, which, you know, I, I myself was also, uh, I, 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 t- I took the bait. Sure. Baker Mayfield was the best rookie quarterback in NFL history. Our offense looked unstoppable at times. And we were playing really, really well. So how can you not get excited for that? Then in the offseason, you acquire the talent of Odell Beckham Jr. You know, you just you draft Greedy Williams, who could have been a top first-round pick. So there was a lot of hype. I bought into it hook, line, and sinker, stupidly. Um, You're not the only one. I right. think everyone I think in Cleveland 99% did. of the city did the same thing. Um, but yeah, so at the time, the Freddie Kitchens hire seemed like a great move. But in retrospect, it does seem like they didn't really do their due diligence, and that's a shame on them for wasting an entire season. That's the one thing I'm happy that they're doing this offseason is they're actually interviewing multiple people. Right. You know, I, last year, I think we all knew the direction they were going to go. I think we all knew they were going to hire Kitchens because yeah. of the chemistry him and Baker had, supposedly. Yeah. Um, and they did their due diligence. I think they, what, Rooney ruled somebody that hired a they, – they interviewed a – Yeah, I forgot who um, – I don't remember, but yeah, they, but they, they did like two interviews. Yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't interview many people. They high five Freddie Kitchens in one interview, and that was pretty much it. You know, yeah, they didn't that even was talk done. to him. And that, that's what I like about what they're doing currently. Also, the only name that I've heard on the list that I I am not happy with, and I would be pissed if we hired is Brian Dable. As I said, yeah. Um, other than that, you have Robert Sala, who's the defensive coordinator for the uh, Niners. You have Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Greg Roman the offensive coordinator for the Ravens and Bill Bellamy or Bellamy, Bellamy, Bill Bellamy, yeah, Bellamy, yeah. uh, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I, my third pick would be Stefanski if if I had to, okay, or Roman. I mean, they're kind of a tie for me. Okay, I'd be happy with either. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'd be happy if they're the only options we I have would accept, after. Would I would accept. Yes, okay, I would accept those two. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy. It's not like I would have that rather than pick them over McDaniel's or McCarthy. But yeah, um, I would be okay with either one of them. As yeah, the next a lot choice. of people have gone through and looked at, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski's offense, and it seems like he runs an offense that would be. Really, really, really well suited for Baker Mayfield. So that that seems like a good thing. The only issue with that, Freddie Kitchens ran an offense last year that looked like it was really well suited for Baker Mayfield. And then when he had full control, everything failed. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm gun shy a little bit with Kevin sure. Stefanski because of that. I've been burned before. So it makes me worry that, you know, maybe this guy's going to come in here and be a little too in over his head and underqualified. And it could be an issue because... The one thing I do like is Minnesota did run into some controversy this season where Adam Thielen was calling out Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins and basically saying they need to distribute the ball more, you know, this and that. The offense needs to be better, and they were completely blaming Cousins, um, which it, it ended up working itself out. The right. Vikings offense got back on track. They're they're in the playoffs. They're playing today. Uh, so it looks like there was some good leadership there, but do I credit Stefanski or is that Cousins or is right. it somebody else? Was that Mike Zimmer? I don't really know who took the took the wheel there. So I'm I'm a little nervous about Stefanski. I mean, I, I know we're all just Madden Madden uh, offensive coordinators here, you know? right? But it doesn't take a genius to know that you need to have an offense that suits Baker, where he gets rid of the ball in a two or three step drop back. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. 
don't streak every fucking player down the field and hope mm-hmm. that Baker can get loose of the line and throw the ball down the field. Like you need to have him like one, two, three step outs, you know, yeah. slants, cross slants, you know, you know, pick slants, you know, where someone comes across and they pick the receiver open. Those that, that's what worked when Freddie ran the offense for those eight games. That's right, the, and that's what got him hired essentially. Correct. But then you go and you get the ball, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're just gonna do hail mary fucking passes down the. We're gonna have like. 30 yard, 30 yard out or 45 yard post routes with and, an offensive line that cannot block exactly that, long. that was the biggest issue and exactly I, that's something i was screaming all year all year i said this offense is trying to develop these long slow acting plays and our offensive line just can't contain for that long right and nobody like not nobody listened but like just give me a everybody just blame the offensive control line. the browns with my xbox controller it would have been right. a much different story i'm a really year. good madden player let me just take <laughs> care of this yeah i know you're you've beat me a couple times <laughs> um so yeah so back to who you said earlier another one of the interviews you said you'd be okay with greg roman me yeah. personally i i think i'm against the greg roman Why is because that? i look at his most success was when he had scrambling quarterbacks right colin kaepernick and now lamar jackson sure Baker Mayfield's a pocket quarterback. I don't want Baker Mayfield to ever run the ball. I want him to be like mm-hmm. Tom Brady for the most He's part. He's so quick, though. Run if you need to. Or I'll even compare him to Aaron Rodgers. Baker can move a little bit if need be. But I don't want that to be a, a top thing. Not to say Greg Roman would come in here and do that. I'm just looking at when he had his most success, right. it was with quarterbacks who could really scramble. And it makes me wonder, can he adapt another offensive scheme? Because he made it beautifully in, in San Francisco. He was he was you know mediocre at best when he was in Buffalo, and then now with his first year as the offensive coordinator of, of uh, Baltimore, they have the number one offense in football, which is amazing. But is that because of Greg Roman, or is that because of Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman like figuring it out? Makes me wonder. Sure. Can he do it with Baker also? Can he adjust to yeah. what Baker needs? Sure. So I mean, I guess are we are we are we agreeing on the, our top four in, in order? I guess it would go McDaniel's, McCarthy. Um, Stefanski. Stefanski and then Roman. Is that your top four? My fourth is actually Robert Sala. Oh, from uh, San Francisco. Yeah. I'm a big fan of him. I just like what he did there with their defense. I think they're well well organized. They're disciplined. But who would you like... bring in as OC then? Because you need someone who can be strong. Um, To be honest, I'm not sure of his ties yeah. with um, like previous jobs and all that and who right. he knows in his inner circle. Um, So don't get me wrong. That's why he's fourth on my list because right. I do have some questions about all of that. But at the same time, I just look at how the Niners' defense is, and I love that. And maybe that's the disciplinarian disciplinarian that this team needs. Bring in a coach to only focus on the defense, for the most part, a head coach. But he's also you know, focused on the entire team. Right. And then, like you said, you bring in a strong offensive coordinator to run with them, and I think that could maybe, maybe work out. Sure. Maybe we don't need an offensive-minded head coach. We need a disciplinarian defensive style because that's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's a defensive coach. His... His mindset is for the defense. He lets Josh McDaniels run the offense. Defense maybe, wins championships, right? Yeah. And maybe that's what Robert Sala could be. He could be our Bill Belichick. He's going to come in. He's going to put his foot down for everybody, but he's going to focus on the defense, which our defense needs huge improvement. You know, a lot of people are only focusing on what a, what a coach can do for Baker. I want to know what a coach can do with Miles Garrett, what a coach can do with our with our young Denzel secondary. Ward, Greedy Williams. Yeah, what, what, what they can do with our shitty linebackers. So a lot to be determined, obviously, within the next coming weeks. I expect a decision to be made by the Browns within a couple of weeks at the latest. Um, I would almost hope that by the time they interview Josh McDaniels next Friday, I hope they don't let they him leave make the a building. decision by the weekend. Yeah, I hope they don't let him leave the building. If, if he is their hand. number one pick, they do whatever it takes to get him in here. So yeah, I, I think I think my my top four in order would be McDaniels, McCarthy, um, Stefanski, 
and Salah. I would almost put them as a tie for three. I'd be okay with either one. If we're going to bring in a coordinator, I'm okay with those. Uh, Biennemi, I'm not too excited about because I feel like when Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, their offense was great. Matt Nagy then got hired by the Chicago Bears, and now uh, Biennemi is just the offensive coordinator. I almost think that that's just Andy Reid's offense being run by somebody else. So I don't know if I want to give him the credit or if it's just Andy Reid just is really good at coaching. So mm-hmm. I'm skeptical on him. And then, like I said, with my Greg Roman theory, it's can he adapt to Baker Mayfield's needs right. and playing style? And that's a question, question mark. It's a concern. And bottom of the list, Z, Brian Dable. Don't you even fucking think about it, Jimmy Haslam. If you hire, <laughs> if you hire Brian Dable, I want it on record right now. If Brian Dable's our head coach, I'm done as a Browns fan. I'm fucking done. Okay, so let's go play that route right now. So we're, do- we're both done as Browns fans. Who do you root for then in the NFL? Uh, I would I would take it very serious, like a free agent. I would do my due diligence on who I want to. Would you root bring people in and forward. interview them, or I would I would I would call <laughs> some teams. I would I would tweet at some some team pages and ask them if they want to conduct interviews with me. And uh, if you had to get right on the top of your head, who would be your second go to rooting team if you had to pick one? That's tough because I'd want somebody that I I trust in the long term. I don't want to root for a team that's just good now. Like my gut instinct would say, honest to God, probably the Packers or the Saints. I'd probably I'd have to go. I'd have to go NFC. I think. The one wild card team would be a team that I loved growing up because the Browns were gone. When I first started to watch football, it was in like 96, 97. And the Houston Oilers were my team. Okay. Then they moved to Tennessee, and I loved them in Tennessee. Eddie George has always been my favorite player. I'm sure I've said it on here a million times. Uh, so possibly going with the Tennessee Titans. Hmm. I like that. So I would say my top three to pick from would be the Titans, the Saints, or the Packers. It's not bad choices. Staying in the NFC, I see. Very neutral. <laughs> neutral teams. No, Obviously, no one with any type of rivalry against the Browns. So mine is, and I don't know why, but I've always had this team as a team I've watched. And you probably could pick up on it. Some of the picks I've made this year in our, in our uh, picks, our NFL pick that I totally won, by the way. Yeah. Um, was uh, it was Jacksonville? Yes, I, I did notice that in the beginning I, of the season. You picked. I, I, them I don't every know week. why, but I've I've always been a fan, even though they're they've been great. But you rode that train all season until absolutely. it finally took you off the cliff. Back back in the day, remember this quarterback Mark Brunel? Oh yeah, uh, I remember watching him just growing up, and just I don't know why I was fascinated with. He they was were a good. decent quarterback. They were good yeah. back then. I just like what, watching that team, and I just and I've always kept them in like the radar. Like I've okay, I know I've always been a Browns fan, but okay, what's Jacksonville doing? What's Jacksonville doing? You know, but very yeah, very neutral team. Yeah, if I had to pick a team, if I couldn't root for the Browns, I think Jacksonville would be the team I like to pick it. up. Uh, if they still had Andrew Luck, the Indianapolis Colts, no-brainer, would be sure. the pick for me because they're close. So if I was a big fan, if I did switch full-time, could drive to Indianapolis, I could get to a game yeah. in four hours. I could follow them. They're not far away. I could maybe even pick up radio stations you know, or something. <laughs> um, well, there's and, our choices next year. If, and uh, I loved I loved Andrew or, uh, Peyton Manning, and I loved Andrew Luck. So That offense, watching Peyton those Manning two was, was just so play fun quarterback, to watch. Those are two of the best quarterbacks of all time, even though Andrew Luck's stats aren't going to back that up. In terms of just watching a, a player go through his, his mechanics and throw a football, Andrew yep. Luck, was it was so beautiful to watch. I loved sure. watching Andrew Luck play. So that's kind of why I like the Saints and I like the Packers. It's strictly because of quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I'm big on quarterbacks. I want a good quarterback on a team. Were you a big so, Brett Favre fan? Yes and no. I was. I was a fan. Yeah. And then they drafted Aaron Rodgers. And I remember that draft. That was the very first draft I ever went to at the uh, the Javits Center in New York. Aaron Rodgers was taken late first round. Everybody thought, like, oh, God, he's slipping. He, he should have been a better pick. I remember distinctively, I was, like, 15 at the time. I told everybody I was with, I said, 
Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in this draft. Alex Smith was a bust. You know, there. I guess you could say he was a serviceable quarterback, but not number okay one overall. In Kansas City. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I've always been an Aaron Rodgers fan. And then when he got drafted to the pa- Packers, that kind of made me really like the Packers. Right. I liked Brett Favre, but I wasn't like a Packer fan, if that makes sense. But when they got Aaron Rodgers, I was like, I fucking like the Packers. They have Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah. Their future's looking bright. So, uh, yeah, I've always had a, a soft spot for them. Like I said, too, with the Saints, uh, Drew Brees isn't, isn't getting any younger. So I could see him eventually retiring and you know he's probably only got a couple of years left yeah the race between him and and brady i tell you it's gonna be interesting who who caves first who retires first the difference is drew Brees still looks like he's got it tom brady looks like he's kind of going downhill i mean his stats are terrible he missed the pro bowl for the first time in his career drew Brees is still playing at a top level i mean didn't miss a beat yeah you know so it's tough to say but i could i could definitely see one of them retiring if they win a super bowl this year that could be the end of that yeah i mean brady on brady's on a year by year he's like a lebron contract out there in new england yeah. like it's a year by year thing for him yeah they keep restructuring it and the patriots have just come out and, and said they're at a wait and see kind of spot right now with tom brady see how the playoffs go see how tom brady's still playing and then make a decision on his future which is scary to think about brady retires belichick goes too no think so you think belichick sticks around i think bill belichick wants to cement his legacy he's chasing shula right now no not even that i just think he wants to show the world that the patriots are good because of him not not because because of of tom brady i think that's kind of what he wants his legacy's tarnished right not tarnished but it's it is it is diluted i would say because of tom brady yeah that's just you know because you're always going to want to just say those two are linked together always it'll be belichick and brady belichick and brady he kind of wants it to go hey i want the fucking credit i did this Tom Brady was a late-round draft pick that anybody could have taken. Right. I didn't take him first overall. We took him in the seventh round or whatever. Sixth, yeah. Sixth, yeah. Anybody could have taken him. He just happened to fall to us, and I turned it into the best thing possible. So maybe Belichick wants a little bit more praise. I could see him being that. I mean, when you've already won this many Super Bowls, what else do you need other than just people to pat you on the back? Right. No, you I know? agree. It'd be interesting. It's going to be a very interesting offseason, what happens yeah. for all, uh, uh, a lot of people. So, yeah, so let's let's play that game. Wow. Uh, which team that currently has a head coaching vacancy gets who? If you had to gut instinct. Um, well, I think we talked we talked off air. I think McCarthy goes to the Giants. I Makes sense to me. Guess. Um, I think. Oof. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck's going to coach Dallas, even though I think that's a very big team that people would love to coach. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be some random name because it's going to be very hard for any coach to go in there knowing that there's no GM and it's a direct report right to Jerry Jones. Yep. And we know that doesn't really work out very well. Right. It's going to be someone who can be moldable or someone who's going to give in. And and honestly, up until we just talked before, I forgot that Marvin Lewis even existed. Yeah, most people did. He's interviewing for it. I, I could see something like that happening where he goes in there and coaches that team. Yeah. He could work with Jerry Jones, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, Carolina, I, I think if I had to say anybody from Carolina, I think it's going to be, um, probably the dude from San Francisco if he doesn't come here. Okay. Um, and what's the other, other position that's open right now? I think that's it, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. That's it. Yeah. I think those are my guesses. I'm thinking McDaniels, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. McDaniels, Cleveland, McCarthy, uh, in New York. I think Dallas gets Marvin Lewis or, uh, Roman. That yeah. would be kind of a flip-flop. I think Carolina gets uh, the guy from San Francisco. I would agree with that. The only the only thing I could think of, and that's another thing that I think we talked about it off-air, I was thinking McCarthy could possibly be a, a candidate for Carolina because... Sure. Well, he's interviewed twice with them already. Right. And I just think it's because he wants... He could want 
his own say in quarterback. Because if you go to New York, if you're taking that Giants job, yeah. you are glued to Daniel Jones, whether you like him or not. Unfortunately, that's just what happens. Did Eli latest. retire or his contract's up? Who's that? Eli. Did he retire or is his contract just up? I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's still under contract. He just, however, has come out and said that he does not want to be back up again. He won't stay. He doesn't want to be in New York if he's not the starter. <clears throat> he doesn't want to keep teaching Daniel Jones and molding him. He wants to go somewhere where he can play, which I agree with. So Eli Manning is as good as gone from New York. Right. Um, so that's where I could think, uh, who would take that job? I, w- I could see, my gut wants to say Jason Garrett. Because he, yeah. he could say, fuck you to Dallas and say, you guys don't want me. I'm going to go win it and play you twice a year. Yeah. So that would make sense to me. I could see Jason Garrett ending up in, the, in New York. Uh, Ron Rivera obviously just signed with the Redskins the day after Very the interesting ended. coaching. I mean, with Rivera taking, and he brings in Del Rio as his defense. Yeah. That, that's a good coaching tandem right there, those two. On paper. Right. It could also be one of those, here are two guys that the NFL kind of passed by. And they weren't able to adapt. That's why they're unemployed. Right. And now they're just teamed up together to be <laughs> clueless, which is a total Dan Snyder move. I mean, if you saw the press conference, the motherfucker <laughs> came out on, on, on 2nd of January and says, or maybe it was the 1st, and he says, uh, hey, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. That he shows you how out of touch he, he is. He just wanted to remind everybody of the red skin thing. Yeah, you know? of course. That's, <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. That's good. He's, he's rubbing the Indians in your face. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so Ron Rivera took that job. Which again leaves Carolina. I could see that being McCarthy because McCarthy could go in and say, "I want, I want, I want to run a team from the start, basically." And I think Carolina's in a rebuild mode. Is Cam Newton not? He's not going to. He's, he's still under contract. It. I know he is, but he's. It's more so of like they're kind of done with him down there. Talk about a a, a career that just whoosh, whoosh, hit the ground. I and mean, I've never been a big Cam Newton fan. I think as a quarterback, he was never really that good. He no. was another one that just he ran a lot and got hurt a lot. He's like a rich man's. Uh, Oh, what's his face out in uh, Tampa Bay? I'm having brain James Winston. Yeah, Winston. Yeah, basically. Like those two, I think they're like two peas in the same if, pod if for me. If you combined Jameis Winston with Lamar Jackson from this season, you have Cam Newton. Yeah, you have, a, you have a big quarterback who loves to throw it, sometimes very inaccurately, and, and then he also and, loves to run it. Right. He's a little too big for that, so it's easy for him to get hit because he's not a speedster. Right. So he's not very elusive. He's just a big-ass dude, and it took a toll on his body. Yeah. And I think it wore him down. And they don't have any... I mean, what's their draft pick right now in Carolina? Good question. Off the top of my head, I'd have to say it's top 10. Top I don't 10. think they won more than a few games. Yeah. Um, and this is a very horrible class for quarterbacks coming out. It is. I mean, there's Justin Herbert uh, out of Oregon and Joe Burrow, and that's basically it. Yeah, but Burrow, Burrow's gone at one. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. go, he's going to Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a lock, I think. Um, so, yeah, that... It's going to be interesting. I mean, you have Tua, who's going to miss some time. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I wouldn't touch him. Did he declare coming out? Did not yet, but I mean. I thought he was supposed to declare in a second. I don't think he did, though. He's no, pushed. he pushed. I think it's like the fifth or sixth he said he'd make yeah. his date. So it's coming up, which, I mean, I don't think he's good enough to he's a justify. Back, he's, a, he's a career backup anyways. Yeah. I don't think he's good enough to justify where he needs to devote a day and like, oh, shit, we have to wait for the Tua announcement. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, nobody cares. Um, so... Yeah, not a lot of quarterbacks coming out, but there are some free agencies coming out or free agent quarterbacks that could be available um, for McCarthy in Carolina. He could, you know, just off the top of my head, guys I could think of that are going to be free agents. Like Jameis Winston could get cut because he hasn't performed very well. Bruce Arians doesn't seem 30 to be a and 30, right? Yeah, 30 touchdowns. He had the 30 30 club, 30 interceptions, <laughs> 30 plus touchdowns. Um, Eli Manning, as we just said, could be gone. Uh, I think Nick Foles is already done in Jacksonville. Um, Joe Flacco will probably be available. Uh, Jacoby Brissett could be available because the Colts have come out and said that they, you know, they're they're still not sold on him. 
I which, like I like Jacoby. I think he does well. I mean, I think he's a good he's a good gap quarterback. Sure. He's like he's like what the Browns wanted with Tyrod Taylor last year. But that could get you a year. Yeah. In a team. Yeah. You draft you you build your draft picks around other needs, and then yep. you wait till the because I think the potential class for the year after next is pretty heavy in should be loaded. Yeah. yeah. As of so, right now, it's a loaded class. Yeah. Uh, another name floated around that could be looking for a new destination or calling it a career could be Philip Rivers. So. A lot of a lot of veteran quarterbacks, a lot of older quarterbacks that you're not going to invest more than a year or two in. Kaepernick's out there still. So. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick's still available. I think Greg Roman, if he took the job in Carolina, that would be a good fit for him. Right. How funny would that be if they got reunited five years <laughs> after the fact? Right. Um, he comes out and has like a fucking Pro Bowl season too. Yeah. Right? Like one guy, one one team I would like to. One thing I would like to see, I think, would be entertaining as fuck. Would be if the Colts signed Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton with that Colts offense could be fun. It would be interesting. Yeah, I mean... Because I think he's he, he's going to get a change of scenery. And I'm just trying to think of teams that need a quarterback. I could see Cam Newton in Jacksonville, possibly. Um, now that they got rid of the stickler Tom Coughlin, I think it could be a little bit of a looser environment. He could go down to I can't believe they kept the head coach down there. Yeah, I mean, look at what he was dealt. I mean... I know, it's just... When you, you spend all that money on Nick Foles, I do agree, though, that that team has turned around terribly. They were... They were minutes away from the Super Bowl yep. with Blake fucking Bortles a yep. few years ago, and then now they've traded Jalen Ramsey, they've traded Dante Fowler, they traded so many key players. I think they're in a rebuild phase, so I don't think their head coach has long doing, which is why I could see them making a desperate move like getting Cam Newton, because they realize they don't have the time to draft a rookie and develop him. It's straight up win now, because if we don't, we're fucking out of here. He's got good right you got good receivers down in Jacksonville. Absolutely too. very good. Yeah. And I mean, you have Leonard Fournette, who's a very good running back when healthy. So it's just a matter of getting them a quarterback. And I've always said that's their biggest thing. Blake Bortles was just bad enough to keep them out of the Super Bowl. And then signing Nick Foles, I've never been a Nick Foles fan. I think he got just lucky as fuck when he was with the Eagles. And don't get me wrong, guy won a Super Bowl, can't take that away from him, but I also just think that Nick Foles isn't that good of a quarterback. Right. And then Gardner Minshew, just nobody had any tape on the fucking guy for a couple of weeks. Then they figured him out, and the guy's a bum. <laughs> I love him, though. That's. <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's got Baker's cockiness. But he plays like Manziel, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe not that bad. But yeah, that's that's pushing it. Yeah, that was a little harsh. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a Minshew fan for the future. Good backup, but I'm not a fan of him as like a future kind of player, like to franchise quarterback type. So, you know, I could see Jacksonville needing a quarterback, um, but their job isn't available. But yeah, so back to the head coaching search, I could just see, you know, some big things happening. Dallas is tough. I I, I could see. I don't know. Does Jerry Jones just offer the job to Lincoln Riley and say, come on in and do Lincoln's whatever you want? Lincoln's not leaving Oklahoma. I don't know. For the right money, he could. He just signed a new contract last year. I, they, I know contracts they are contracts. nothing in college. Matt, Matt Campbell gets a new contract every year from right. Iowa State because he's the hottest rumor for from a college coach to go right. pro. Right. So I feel like he does. He gets a, he gets a new contract every offseason. Right. I, don't the guy, think, I don't think I think he's technically leaving. he's got a 100-year contract right now going. He could break it at any time. but Right. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough with Dallas but though because Dallas just... is a wild card. Dallas kind of pulls people's attention away. Like I honestly believe, and I understand the Browns in a in NFL is everyone thinks it's a toxic environment. I get it, but right. people have to look at this team and say, "I can win with that roster. Yeah, I can go in there and win with that roster. I want to be the coach that comes in and turns the Browns around." It's like every classic '90s teen movie. We are the 
<laughs> Good <We're>, analogy. <laughs> we're the girl in high school with the glasses that everyone thinks is a dork, <laughs> and some some popular person needs to Hold come on, by. What is that movie? She's all that. She's all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to come by, give us a makeover, Freddie and Prince, show the world that we're a beautiful thing. <laughs> And that's what we need right now. We need that head coach. And that's why a lot of people think Josh McDaniels is the perfect fit because he's a local local boy, grew up a Browns fan, if I'm not mistaken, went to John Carroll University, which is a local college here. He he could be the guy that's looking at this and going, I want to go take my hometown team and I want to take them to the promised land. And I want to be I want to be known as the greatest coach in this franchise's history. I want to win games that no other coach has done with you know, I want to win Super Bowls, I want to do this. That's a that's a sense of pride. Yep. So because the it, only it, good coach we've had has been Belichick, really. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. We had Butch, Butch Davis yeah. took us to the playoffs. Uh, Romeo Cornell got us the most wins this team's seen since 1999 and 10. Still didn't even make the fucking playoffs with it. So, and that's one season each. Yeah, we've had at most one good season from our head. And then coaches. the following seasons to both of those seasons, we fucking shit exactly. The and then that's where their 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 overall Browns record went back into the toilet. So, I mean, I could see it, like Jimmy Haslam said in his stupid little press conference that he held, he did say that they're more determined than ever right now to get this right, which copy screams. Copy-paste. Yeah. Which screams everything he said two years ago and last year, but it also screams Josh McDaniels to me. And that goes again with the pride thing. Josh McDaniels is ready for his next challenge. He's ready to show everybody that Denver was a fluke, that the indie thing was deeper than him just being a scumbag, that he isn't only successful because of Bill Belichick, and he gets to do all that with his hometown team, with a team that everyone thinks is a dumpster fire, a toxic environment. That's some good praise. That makes you look really good as a coach. That yep. makes you look like you've overcome a shit ton, mm-hmm. and you're actually really good at your craft. So, to me, the Browns make total sense for Josh McDaniels. Well, let's hope it. Let's hope in two weeks, if we're recording again in two weeks, that uh, we're... We're right about it. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, maybe <laughs> this time next week they're naming a head coach because they're supposed to meet again. It's it's a week. You don't from you, you don't let that guy yesterday. leave without a contract. I think. Right, I agree with that. Uh, all right, we've spent enough time on open head coaching vacancies and the Browns and all that bullshit. So, uh, as many of you know, we were doing our pickums throughout the year. Uh, we didn't even keep up with it for the last couple of weeks because Kyle was in a. <laughs> Double-digit deficit, which was almost impossible to overcome. So yeah, it was rough. We uh, we just chalked it, and I, of course, won. But why did you say of course? I mean, I mean, I haven't lost anything yet, what? so I gotta say of course till that till that train stops. But maybe, uh, maybe I just lose for the fun of it, just to have. <laughs> to I'm be- good. <laughs> I don't think there's any fun that comes out of it. Um, but yeah, so with the playoffs starting today, game number one will be starting off in about 45 minutes from now. We are going to do NFL playoff picks, and we will start off with today's wild card games. Well, before we get started, were we going to announce like the punishment? Uh, not yet. We haven't officially oh, we okay. haven't officially discussed. In it, my mind, I have <laughs> right, and I, I like where you're going, but I still think we should. You know, I okay. think sitting down and discussing it All because right. there are some behind the scenes details that need to be worked out still, uh, in terms of being able to film places and things like that. Yeah. So I don't want to commit. And then let everybody down. So we'll, sure. we'll talk about that when the time is proper. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so back to the NFL playoffs. I don't think we're going to do a punishment on these. I just think this is more so just like a, for fun, unless you want to you want to do the same thing we kind of did with the playoffs yeah, for baseball. Do, you can do a pick a team. Yeah, we'll do like a yeah. Let's pick a team. Okay, we'll see who makes it furthest with that team. All right, so we'll do that first. Uh, 
We'll pick teams for the NFL playoffs. Obviously, you can only pick teams that are in said playoffs. So I'll let you go first, Kyle. Who uh, who do you like? I picked first for baseball, sir. Oh, you did? I did. Because that's why I picked. No, I thought you didn't because I took Houston. I thought I'd Oh, right you away. did take yeah. Houston. Fucking. So you get to go. You'll get to pick at the litter, whoever you want. Oh, man. Man, 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 man. I'm going Saints. Okay. I like it. I'm going Saints. I think the Saints are going to make it pretty far. And watch, they're going to lose tomorrow. It's okay, though. <laughs> Could there be another Minnesota miracle or whatever that play was uh, a few it. years ago? Uh, that sucks, because that's who I was, exactly who I was going Oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> All um, the Saints talk you were just talking about, I, maybe I had an idea, but no, I, I, I'm going Saints. Yeah, I, uh, no, I like that pick a lot for you. I then... It's tough. That's why I think the Saints are going to win the fucking whole Super Bowl. So that's that kind of really deflates my theory here. I guess. I guess I got to go with the. Uh... Fuck it. I'm going with the Ravens. Oh man. <laughs> well, because I think I think I think the Super Bowl goes through New Orleans. In my opinion, like, yeah, they're going to make it all the way. So I can't pick an NFC team because then you're going to beat me. Yep. And then I look at the AFC bracket. And it's weak as fuck. It's very weak. So I'm just going to go with the number one seed there and think they're going to at least make it to the Super Bowl. I love that's on record that you picked the Ravens for something. I had to. I, I just like had it. to. All right, let's make our picks for today then. So Kyle is taking New Orleans. I am taking Baltimore for my who goes furthest pick. This is what we do there. And we'll figure out a small punishment. Last, yeah. what, what was the result of the last punishment? Was that the, that was the hot sauce? The hot sauce thing. So yeah, oh. we'll just see something like that. That was like a B level. I, was, I still that have was burps. Rough. Oh, burps of that shit. All right. So, yeah, with uh, today's games on the docket, first game being uh, the Houston Texans against the Buffalo Bills at 430. Who do you got and why, Kyle? Uh, I'm going Bills. Uh, it, it, I, why? I just I just don't like the Texans, but I, I think the Bills' defense is legit. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of just side-rooting for the Bills. I want to see them make it, you know, and maybe next round or whatever, but I think the Bills win that one. I, too, am going with the Bills because I just think the Texans are a little – I don't know. I think there's. I mean, they two... have JJ Watt back today. Yeah, JJ Watt hasn't been a factor in the right. NFL in like five years. Ooh. I just think that they are a little too Jekyll and Hyde. Right. The, the, the Texans, whereas the Bills have been pretty consistent. This, I mean, they did lose to the Browns, which is pretty embarrassing on their end. Yep. But overall, they played really well against really good teams this year. They beat the Cowboys. They played the the Patriots well in both matchups. They played the. Uh, they played the Ravens really well and almost beat them. They lost to the Browns. They beat the uh, the Steelers, who at the time were, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. So they've played some tough games and they've come out really well. So I too like the Bills in that game. Um, just overall, I just think it's they're a better composed team. Right. That's probably the best way I can put it. Uh, game number two tonight is at eight 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 o'clock. Tennessee at New England. Who do you got and why? I because I don't like the Patriots. I'm going Titans, but I honestly okay. think they have a good chance um, to beat them. Titans have played very, <laughs> excuse me, very well this year. Um, Derrick Henry is a fucking beast, man. I agree with your theory. However, I'm going with New England sure. because kind of like the Browns, believe it when I see it. I, I can't bet against the Patriots until I see it. They're at home. They're taking on a Belichick protege coach. So who knows his thoughts more than Belichick? Right. Um, and I just, again, how can you go against Belichick and Brady at home? And I think Bill Belichick strategically in the playoffs, his game plan is to shut down your uh, number one weapon or your number one thought. Like, look at what he did to the the Rams. The Rams had a high-powered offense 
Went to the Super Bowl against Patriots. Belichick shut them the fuck down. He knows what he's doing. Did you fall asleep at that Super Bowl? Because I kind of close, did close to it. God damn it! Everything. So the only time I woke up was when the commercial started. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So the Titans are good. I think their fairy tale story comes to an end because I think Belichick's going to find a way to shut down Derrick Henry and say, "Beat me, Ryan Tannehill," and I don't yeah. think they can do it. And I also think that the New England Patriots defense, beginning of the season, was fucking lights out. They were the, one of the best defenses I had ever seen. And I think they kind of took their foot off the gas. And I don't know if that was a strategic move by Belichick or if maybe they did just kind of get figured out. So I guess today will be the true test is can New England's defense get back on track? And I think that they will. Right. So I'm going with New England. All right. Got to stick with them until they till they show that they father time has caught up to Tom Brady and the rest of the team. I'm, I'm going with them. Uh, then we go to tomorrow, 1 o'clock, first game on the docket, Minnesota at New Orleans. I think it's safe to say we're both going to pick New Orleans for yes. that one because we both wanted to pick them as our Super Bowl favorites. So that one's kind of a no-brainer, huh? Yeah. Did you see the – real quick, and did you see the uh, NFL – not the NFL story, but the uh, people from Minnesota all pissed off at the playoff commercial that came out? No. It, does so, it show the miracle play or something? No, like? no, no. So it came out – Oh, no, it didn't. It, it kept them out of it. It kept them out of it. They like, weren't even included they, in the they, playoff I picture. saw I saw a tweet where it had, like, uh, seconds that each team was in the commercial, and Minnesota had zero. Wow, that is a slap <laughs> in the face. It's disrespectful. Absolutely. Talk about some, like, headlines right there. The only thing is I don't think bulletin board material is going to be enough to beat this sure. New Orleans Saints team. So – I just, thought it was, I just no, it, it is. It is really funny, and that's something that would happen to the Browns. Then again, no, because if the Browns made the playoffs, it would be such worldwide news. Absolutely, they, they would, would be. They'd, they'd probably fl- get the most time in a commercial. They'd flex them to. Then they lose in the first round. Yeah, but they would get the most time in that Absolutely. commercial. <laughs> they have all these interviews build up and everything, and, and we then get, get blown, blown out forty-two nothing. Yep. So, uh, then our second or second and final game of Sunday, fourth game of the week, Seattle at Philadelphia. Philadelphia barely slept, sleepwalked into the playoffs. Seattle. Had a chance to lock up the two seed, I believe, if they would have beat beaten uh, the Niners on Sunday, but they lost final final second of the game. What a hell of a game that was! Um, but that in turn gave the Seahawks the top wild card spot, so they are going to Philadelphia. It's gonna and be a very interesting game. Um, I, I, I'm going Seahawks, but this could be a very close game in my opinion. Yeah, I'm going Seattle. Also, I just think that I don't think Philly was good enough to legitimately be in the playoffs. Right, and they're too banged up. I just think the uh, NFC East was a little too shitty, and that's the only reason they kind of fell into the playoffs. So I got to go with Seattle. I just think they're the overall better team. Uh, he hasn't of late, but Russell Wilson was playing at a MVP caliber level. So I mean, when I they played think, him early in the season, they only lost by less than a touchdown. So yeah, it was a close game. It was definitely a, very a close game, game. So, but I don't know. I'm just going with experience. Don't get me wrong. I know Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, but this is technically Carson Wentz's first playoff game ever. Oh, it's right. He's yeah. not injured. A lot of people forget that that they they did win a Super Bowl with Carson. Wentz. Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, but he hasn't played one playoff game for this team. This He's got is a Super his first Bowl one. ring with those uh, crutches on the sideline yeah. there. So I'm going with the Seahawks as well. Uh, that's it for our NFL picks. Uh, quickly, we'll touch on college uh, for all of you Buckeye fans and college football fans in general. What Fuck did you, that. What'd you think of last Fuck Saturday? What did you think, dude? Okay, so first of all, I caught. We had to go to an ugly sweater party for Jess's friends. So we watched the first half there. I listened to the end of the second quarter on the way to my brother-in-law's house and watched the second half. There's no fucking way that Ohio State should have lost that game. I agree. That fumble, that bullshit fucking fumble. It was a fumble. It was a fumble. 100%. It should have been a touchdown. They should have won the game. Agreed. Um, 
J.K. Dobbins should have caught that fucking ball in the end zone that was thrown Looked to like him. Looked like a touchdown to me. Uh, it's I know it's it's everybody. Even if you take away that play, if you say that yeah. play stands, I think that the targeting penalty was was bullshit. Yeah, he lowered his damn head. He's six foot six. Yeah, he, he lowered his head to your level. What else? Where you, are you supposed you were to already, go? You were already planning on tackling him. And you were committed to a spot in that guy's body. So just because a quarterback lowered their head to you, then you're called for targeting. How's that work? Agreed completely. I think that was a really shitty call. And what what hurt was that was third down. He was sacked. That would have led them to punt. Instead, they called it a penalty targeting. So we had one of our best secondary players Kicked ejected, out. Sean Wade. And they got an automatic first down on sportsmanlike conduct penalty, it, which yeah. then led to a touchdown. Yep. And then that strip play was a re- fumble recovery touchdown for Ohio State. Yeah, the dude caught the ball, had it in his hands, head took full, three or took, four steps. And 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 is it because they're saying he didn't commit his body to turn upfield? Yep. Yeah, no, he took the ball, took a step going towards. And was just trying to tuck it away, basically. Correct. They stripped it. They ran it for a touchdown. Yeah, and then the refs pulled those back, so there's seven points taken away. On top of the seven points that got put on the board for Clemson by that bullshit targeting penalty, that's a 14-point flip. Yep. Ohio State should have won that game handedly. Yeah, absolutely. Handedly. LSU is going to railroad Clemson. I think so, too. On Monday. I'm not even going to watch a fucking I, game. I'm I, not. I have no interest in nope. the game. I don't care for either team. Um LSU, Ohio State would have been awesome. Joe Burrow taking on his former team. What a storyline. What a great storyline. And the refs completely fucked us. Nobody cares about Clemson. I don't. I think they're very overrated. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good pro. I don't think he's a good quarterback. He's going to, he's going to be a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. He looks like a big, tall, skinny blonde. He looks like Pretty Kate much. Moss. Um, <laughs> so... I uh, yeah. I just I, I'm not even a diehard Ohio State fan. I, I've said that on record multiple times. I like them. That's my favorite. They've been fun to watch this year, though. In terms of just a vested rooting interest. Sure. Ohio State's my team. Yeah. But if they lose, like when they lost last Saturday, I was at my friend's house and I literally was just like, oh, all right, let's turn on some music. I'll eat some pizza. Like, it was fine. Yeah. I, I was I was unhappy with the calls, but I, it didn't like, if that, right. that was the Browns getting screwed over in a playoff game, I would have fucking destroyed things. I would have lost my shit. Yep. Ohio yep. State, I'm like, all right, whatever. There's always next year, right. whatever. But it, I mean, you call it like it is. I mean, th- there, and the fact that everybody, even like old N- NCAA officially, even like NFL yeah, everybody people, said they got has those, come that out call and said wrong. that yeah. that fumble was called wrong. Yep, and that cost us seven points. Because not and a- if I'm not mistaken, if if you call one way on the field, if there's no indisputable evidence, you can't just overturn that shit. Yeah. like there's no way you had an undisputable evidence that that was. Yeah, that's completely a a. Just a, a not a, not even a gut decision. It's a personal decision mm-hmm. in in terms of it's not even a rule. You're looking what, at SEC that. You're you're giving your right? opinion on did he have the ball long enough? And if again, like you said, on the field they said it's you know fumble touchdown. Yep. How do you watch that in slow motion and even a couple of replays and go? Oh, you know what? Maybe he didn't have full possession. It only looks like he was starting to do something. Like it's really hard to come back on an opinion based decision. Absolutely. And screw a, a, a team and a, a college over like that. So shame on the NCAA. That's I did. I did tweet that uh, as soon as it happened. I yeah. straight up said, you know, I don't care about LSU, Clemson. So I'm not watching the college football championship. And I'm not even a diehard Ohio State fan, but they 100% got fucked. Right. That's how I look at that. Right. And then, you know, fast, a tough fast to forward to the end of the game, the Ohio State had a chance to win it, too. Right. 
<laughs> Miscommunication. Justin Fields threw the interception. I, I, I'm blaming Urban Meyer on that one. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> every time they show him, I'm every worried, time yeah. they fucking show Urban Meyer, they they oh, Ohio State fucks up. So they do a. I'm you saw it, but yeah, down the field, Justin Fields was hitting every fucking pass yep. down it looked that like field. We were, oh shit, we're gonna win this game. Now let's go to the camera. There's Urban Meyer in his strict pose, hands on his knees, looking down the field to go back and boom. Justin Fields throws his pick. Interception. Third interception of of the year for him. Right. Second of the game, which is unheard. It's crazy. I know it's I know it's silly to say, and it's not really Urban's fault. But what the fuck? The cons- right. The conspiracy yeah, I mean, Justin theory Fields is out there. One interception all season. Yeah. Two in, against Clemson. And had he not thrown, if he if he would have followed that pattern, like he would have kept going. That's a touchdown. Yeah. Because he would. That guy was about of, to be wide. Would have been in front of the defender. Yeah. He caught the ball and fallen right into the end yep. zone. Game over. So God I mean, damn. don't get me wrong. Ohio State did have an opportunity to win, but I don't think it should have ever come down nope. to that. So that's that's the big thing. It's easy to look back and say. Well, they could have done this, they could have done that, sure, but the refs didn't have to screw them on a clear play that everybody and their brother agreed was an incorrect call. Correct. So, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Like Kyle said, uh, hopefully by the next time we record, which hopefully maybe like next weekend or so, depending on, you know, if there's big Browns news and stuff like that, we'll obviously try to knock it out because we can get back on a regular schedule. Um, Hopefully the Browns have a head coach. We have some shit to talk about and a future to look forward to. Or at least a future to prepare for, I should say. I'm not looking forward to anything. Uh, excuse me, anything with the Browns. Uh, but I can look look towards a future. Maybe. Not necessarily look forward to anything. Uh, as long as Jimmy has him still alive and breathing and owning the Cleveland Browns. So here's looking at you, God. If you're real, <laughs> give him give him one of those Texas Tennessee heart attacks. You're good for giving people. I'm sure he's eating a lot of deep fried foods in his day, growing up in the South and not taking the best care of himself. Maybe he's got a chewing tobacco issue that we don't know about. Maybe something like that's going to stop the old ticker Could you imagine for a couple getting, minutes. getting that alert later today? <laughs> well, then I get kind of nervous of <laughs> D Haslam's just going to run the fucking team, and I think she's an idiot too probably. Yeah, so. it's never leaving the Haslam family, I don't think. I know. That's Doesn't just, he have a son too? That, that's that, uh, a son-in-law, J.W., J.W. Johnson, he's, I think he's, his name he's is. In it, he's involved in the team, too. Yeah, so. he's involved in the head coaching search. Oh, good, good deal. As Jimmy Haslam's come out and said, it's going to be Paul DePodessa, who lives in San Diego full-time, mm-hmm. who just works for the Browns and doesn't even bother to come to the city. Uh, Jimmy Haslam, who obviously is a crook. He is a billionaire, should, but should not necessarily prison. a smart yeah. person. His wife, who is just married to the guy. She has no fucking affiliation to football at all other than just marrying a rich guy. Um, his son-in-law, J.W. Johnson, who is... Uh, another just rich, privileged kid who I believe came with a media background. Nothing in football. Good for him. And then our capologist, Chris Cooper, who just is in charge of the salary cap for the Cleveland Browns. That's your 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 uh, brain trust in trying to find a head coach for your football team. I'm a little nervous, to yeah. say the least. Well, I mean, I'll deep attest I'm not so worried about i think he does have yeah. good intentions i think he does know and there are a lot of rumors sh- should be running that team like he knows that he's he's a smart guy i'm sure you've heard the rumors that he apparently told the browns two years three years ago before the they hired hugh thing. jackson oh yeah yeah he said hire uh sean mcdermott yep from the bills yep they didn't listen to him they hired hugh jackson mcdermott is now in his second playoff appearance with the buffalo bills yep and obviously things are looking good in Buffalo. They got sure. a young quarterback. They're going to the, the playoffs. Yep. How can you knock that? And then he apparently told the Browns last year to hire Kevin Stefanski. They hired Freddie Kitchens. Stefanski stayed as an offensive coordinator, so it is tough to tell if he was right about that move. Obviously, he was right about telling them not to hire Freddie Kitchens. Right. So he's got that going for him at least. Right. So he's at least 
one and a half out of two. I won't give him the full two because Kevin right. Stefanski hasn't done anything yet, but he's one and a half out of two. I'll give him credit for. It's hard for me not to picture De Podesta as not anybody but Jonah Hill. Actually, I'm sorry. I just true. I picture Money him. And I just, that's the only I, reason I, I want just him. picture Jonah Hill, and yeah. that's all I. I see. want to meet Paul De Podesta. I want him to sign my copy of Moneyball on Blu-ray. Right, and that's it. I don't want him to sign any Browns gear. <laughs> just Moneyball. Um, but yeah, so I'm not confident in the brain trust going into hiring a head coach because again, no matter what Paul De Podesta says. Jimmy Haslam's going to get final say. So I can only trust this team as much as I trust Jimmy Haslam, and that is next to zero. Yep. So, so let's hope the next time we record, we have some good news. Go Hopefully. Browns. Yeah. Go Browns. All right, guys, that'll do it. Uh, if you haven't yet, check us out on all of our social media platforms. Just look up Talking About Balls. You can't miss us. Uh, expect more videos in the future and clips and shit to be on Facebook Live, to be on YouTube. Twitch, all that shit. YouTube, we're, we're doing it all. Uh, 2020 is going to be a big year. Website still getting worked down, logo, all that shit. So big things coming. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Hope you guys all enjoyed your holidays, had a good New Year, had a good Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever the fuck you celebrate, or nothing at all. If you are a, uh, what are they called? Uh, the ones that don't celebrate anything. Um, weird people well they are weird not mormons but the other ones jehovah's witnesses they don't celebrate any holidays so whatever you whatever you took the time over the last couple of weeks to enjoy i hope you enjoyed it uh but that is going to do it for this week's episode thank you guys for listening and talk to you again soon later